Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. I specify comic book property because sometimes they're not directly based on comic books. Sometimes they're just pulling stuff out of thin air, but based around comic books. Fear the Walking Dead, we're talking about you. But we're going to talk about you later, but not as the main segment. Also with me is Ryan. Is Pennyworth in that category, or is that full-on comic book? No, Pennyworth is, Who cares? Shut up. is comic book. I, uh, I hate you. I'm not... I'm so upset that you're here. Super <laughs> stoked to be here because... Uh, you know my feelings on you. Yes. And then Greg is gone, and then I thought Mike would be back. Nope, but nope, Mike, Mike is left. Gone. Mike showed up and blew up the little bit of rapport that we had and then bounced. <laughs> and so it's just going to be me and you, and there's nobody else, and I just wish there was somebody that I liked and like who I sort of hang out with as friends slash therapists, but there's nobody like that. That I'm glad that you brought that up because how foolish you are. You dumb, stupid idiot. <laughs> hey, guys, I just had to come into the studio real quick. Hi. I don't know. I di- didn't mean to interrupt your recording. Ryan, I just wanted to say, I don't. you're doing a great job today. Thank you. You're doing amazing. Oh, no, I don't like this. Cassiopeia. 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 Hey, also up, with us is Caitlin. Hi, I'm sweaty. <laughs> All right. So we're bringing a real fun energy this week. <laughs> but you got to admit that. Cassie gives me the support that I need, and Caitlin gives you the support that you need. Just yeah. find out that somebody else is sweaty. Someone else is sweaty. <laughs> I do not like that we have brought in another person who is very supportive of Ryan. I don't like that that energy. Ryan is the pariah of the show, and he should remain that way. I have an email that pariah. <laughs> I have an email to read real quick. Uh, dear uh, pot, uh, pot filter shush people. Uh, Cassie's also the best. Signed, me. Oh, I have another one right here. It says, Dear uh, Popfilter, uh, Caitlin was really great when she guessed it that one time, but Taylor is really cool too. So that's, that's, that's pretty that's, awesome. You know what? That's a good email. Sincerely it's a, me. It's a, yeah. <laughs> Sincerely <laughs> me. Yeah. I, I could have sworn that me and Cassie didn't mention ourselves in the support, but Caitlin, oh. the first thing she said was... I, I didn't write that. Oh, yeah. That's that, I, was, I was reading that. Yeah. It was sent Here, in. Here's, here's the thing, Cassie. You are giving Ryan a lot of support. Yes. And I, I appreciate your instincts. Mm-hmm. But the thing you have to remember is that Ryan, as soon as he gets a little bit of confidence, is a monster. So we got to keep him <laughs> We got to keep him real low. We got to kneecap him at every opportunity. <laughs> Otherwise, we've got a situation well, that will blow out of proportion. Get ready to really start chopping because I'm going to build him up high. God damn it. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to have to do way more work on mm-hmm. this episode than I usually do. And I already have to do a lot of work. I'm having to juggle all of this breakfast cereal that you guys make me juggle for some reason. You could just eat the eight bowls instead of throwing them in the air and but catching I them one at a time. You cannot eat eight bowls for breakfast. It's not healthy. You have to add in also for every bowl of cereal, you've got to have the glass of orange juice. You've got to have the toast. You've got to have the oatmeal that you also eat with it. You That's know a lo- lot of food. Yeah, it's a balanced breakfast and it's too much. <laughs> it feels like it's about to be unbalanced What with your juggling. The thing that I love about those pictures of breakfast is that there's a specific orange juice glass and a specific milk glass and yes. never yes. the twain shall go into a different glass no but well, because if you combine them then it spoils the milk and you can't have spoiled milk and then watching me eat breakfast was my mom with her specific martini glass you know that's just <laughs> glasses are important yeah but still milk in the martini glass yeah she's a weirdo <laughs> yeah, it's not great is there if you go to someone's house for the first time like your friend like you're meeting your friend's family for the first time your friend's family yeah, like like when you're a it's kid. Like at a fourth grade slumber party. Yeah, like when you're a kid, you're going over to your friend's house and you've never been to like their house before and you're meeting their family. Yeah, I'm in the space and, with you. Yeah, and their mom is drinking milk out of a martini glass. Coolest person alive. <laughs> Best person I've ever met. My role model from here on out. Okay, so we know Caitlin's sits. Are you guys like bouncing from that immediately? Oh, immediately. Yeah, I'm leaving. How are you going to bounce? Like you're uh, stuck there. That I'm, like slumber parties are half fun, half prison. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like you're just there now. Oh no! The first time that I ever tried to have a slumber party or like spend the night at someone's house, I got stung on the arm by a wasp. Ooh. Uh, gave myself freezer burn. Oh, and, what? And then what? had to go home early. What? Did you oh. try to freeze the stink? How did you? We don't have time to get into it because <laughs> we've got to talk about the boys. But before we get to that, we got to go to the super serious shushy bullpen. Now we're here in the Super Serious Shishi Bullpen, and this is the week where more than any other week, it earns its name. We are giving away the big daddy of the Shishis, best show of the year. Taylor, I'm here wearing the top half of your tuxedo. You're wearing the bottom half of mine. Absolutely. Uh, Caitlin, who are you wearing tonight? I'm wearing the skin of my enemies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, cool. So, it, like, first glance, it seems like you're naked. Yes. But no, it just means you're dangerous. Yeah. And do not become an enemy. You know me. <laughs> Cassie, who dressed you? Uh, At this Caitlin. big gala event? She did. Caitlin did, yeah. Wait, she put it on you or she designed the gown? No, she put it on me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dressed her from top, head to toe. on you. That's a song that exists. All right. What we're, are we doing? We're doing a countdown, and because this is the Big Daddy... We're doing the full countdown of all of our shows. Now, Ryan, if you had to guess how many shows there are that we have to count down, how many would you say? I would say there's so many. Like, I don't want to like underguess or overguess, but I would say like 32, 33, 35, somewhere in that realm. Wow, you are so close and yet such an idiot. It is 34. <laughs> I don't know why you would skip over the only one that it is. Is that baffling to you guys? I think 34 so. shows that came out last year based on comic books. I thought it would be like 12. Yeah. Nope, it is 34 because sometimes we have 12 in one week. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to do the full countdown, and I'm going to start by reading off number 34. Are you ready? And these envelopes are not closed because somebody hates the taste of envelope. It's yeah. the grossest thing that's yeah, ever no. been I think created. everybody hates the taste of envelope. Ladies and gentlemen, your last place finisher in show of the year is The Gifted. The Gifted. Yeah, I mean, we all had stuff that we didn't like. This makes sense. This was the one that we could all agree on, right? Yeah. Like this, this is Poo Poo Kaka. This was the show that didn't even seem like it wanted to be a show. <laughs> this one was canceled as well, right? Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been canceled, okay. so congratulations. Uh, it was rightly canceled. It should have been canceled after first season, I think. But second season, they were like, what if we gave like one of the kids like a K-pop haircut? And Greg actually liked this show? He spent some time watching it. Yes. And sometimes you have that uh, thing where, like, I guess I'll try to like it. Mm-hmm. But no, nobody likes this, it. This was before Greg realized that he, like, could have other responsibilities and just, like, <laughs> not watch things. Yeah, he quit watching and got a job immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Instantaneously. So that's All right. the real gift that you get. So congratulations to the gifted on being the last place. Now, Caitlin, why don't you open us up number 29 through 33 and read us off those finishers all right opening up the envelope and great sound effects you made with your mouth god i'm so good at that number 33 a tv show that we were here for the first episode for it's krypton oh yeah this Mm -hmm. also makes sense yeah number 32 is titans 31 the walking dead 30 black lightning and 29 the flash Black Lightning, does it deserve to be in here? Do, uh, yes. Does Fear the Walking Dead deserve to be de- this far down? Wait, was it Fear? No, or, no, or the, the Walking Dead. Dead. The Walking Dead, the walking the dead deserves dead to be number 34. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Idiot. You, you guys didn't watch this season. We all discussed when we watched the one episode, this is a pretty good episode. This I listened to you season. discuss it. I was say, you guys came out and said this was the season for yes. The Walking yes. Dead. Right? The Walking like, Dead was... is back. The Walking Dead was very good. It does not deserve to be this lo- low on the list. I, I think it, I would be satisfied with like a middle of the, the pack finish for it because it's still got some stuff to work out. That's insane. Um, 
the one like the biggest faller like i think the flash makes sense and that's crazy because we used to love that fucking right? shit i loved season one of the flash it was so good it the, just kind of lost it just going on it's like what the hell is going on in the show anymore it's they, just running out of steam they try <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now to do the next batch. Cassie, read them off for us. Open this envelope. Hold on. Open, 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 open. Opening. Opening, opening. Okay, just read them straight off. Read them for us. All right, number 28, we got Pennyworth. 27, Iron Fist. 26, Supergirl. 25, Luke Cage. 24, Happy. Wow, all right, so Marvel Netflix has yeah. taken a shit here. And and they all grouped pretty close together, which makes sense. Yeah. I'm surprised Iron Fist like is it as high as, as it is. For honestly. sure. I thought it would be down with Krypton, because Krypton was a, a garbage show I also. Think the thing like, that's very similar, is, I think. Season two of Iron Fist was better than season one. Was it? It was. I think so. I think I, it I think, a bit. I, I think the thing that, weirdly, the Netflix Marvel shows did was, f- if the first season was really great, the second season was like, well, who cares? If the first season was garbage, the second season was better. And it, it, this is a weird argument, because we're saying, like, this is in the butthole of the shows, but we should yeah. it should be deeper in the butthole of the shows. <laughs> but I wonder if this is, like, not how good it was, but how much it improved on the first season, and that's what yeah. picked it up a little bit. The other big one, I mean, Pennyworth deserves to be down there. But the one that I'm most, I, I guess, not surprised by, but I think the biggest fall is Happy. Happy, I think, suffers from that you, you showed us all your cards in season one. Yeah. And sometimes it's just okay to bail. And it's just more Happy now. That's, we all watched pretty much every episode of season one of Happy. And then I think we watched the first episode of the season, and we all bounced. And we it wasn't like, bad. It was just yeah. like, uh, we, we, ha- we get it. Like, we we're, know what it is. We understand. Like, we watched the first season. Don't need any more of this. All right. Ryan, give us number 20 through 23. So are these going to be good shows, or are we still too low? I think, these, the, I think we're about to start to get into the place where we're like, oh, this shouldn't be this low, but realize that it should. Number 23 is Fear the Walking Dead. Mm. Number yeah. 22 is Preacher. Number 21 is Outcast, and number 20 is The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Whoa, Sabrina! Now, I understand how... So bring it on. I understand (laughs) how Sabrina got down this low, because I am the only one on the show who really watches it. This is an outrage. Yeah. But I will say, even more of an outrage, Outcast shouldn't be this low. I agree. Like The one standout to me is Preacher, and I've watched this entire season... And I want to push it down. I kind of yeah. like the other three shows. Yeah, like the, these uh, Fear the Walking Dead, I think, should not be above The Walking Dead based on this past season. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. Uh, you, you should fear the me right now. <laughs> you, you only think that because you watched the one good episode of this season of I Fear have the seen Walking two. Dead. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, The Walking Dead should be higher than Fear the Walking Dead. But I think we said it before Outcast, I think, is the best show that none of us watched. Mm. And it had some of. Uh, with the horror elements, it has some of the same bits that we'll talk about with Swamp Thing whenever we get to talking about Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing hasn't even been talked Swamp about Thing, yet. Swamp Thing is, wow. I'm, I'm already going to say, Swamp Thing is higher than I expected. Uh, but there's just so much f- interesting stuff that the show does visually that I, I wish Outcast was higher. And also, you guys are wrong about Chilling Adventures. Yeah, Sabrina should be way higher. If we were here for the vote, I think right. it should be way higher. You guys like Sabrina. You're, my, you're my Sabrina head. We finished it in like two days. Yeah. It yeah. was so good. Let's say that uh, your favorite show of all time, the greatest shows that you've ever seen are four stars. Okay? Yeah. Three stars is good. Two and a half is like average. Uh-huh. Where do you 
what would you say about Sabrina's second season? Sabrina's second season, uh, I think it definitely fell from the first, but I was intrigued the whole time and yeah. enough to continue to want to binge it. Caitlin, I asked you such a specific question. <laughs> I just wanted a number of stars. <laughs> oh, darn. I didn't hear that. Uh, I would give it mm, 3.5. 3.5? Yeah. So that's pretty high. Yeah. yeah. Cassie? I'd probably give three. Yeah, I'd, I'd also give it three. I thought it was very good. And once you kick into the part where... Uh, Sabrina starts levitating and saying, yeah. "I am the, I am the, I am the Dark yes. Lord's sword." That that shit was great. And she's it's- always like, "Do you bleed?" <laughs> yeah. Basically, yes. Yes, she really does. It, like, and then she becomes like anti. She re- literally becomes anti Jesus and starts like. It was so interesting to watch. Yeah. I mean, she becomes anti Jesus, but I, yeah. I still have to say that the two best aunties are her aunts that live in the house. <laughs> I, I bailed on Sabrina, but I never. When it was bad, it was still fun and talk yeah, about Yeah, it's very you know? campy, yes. and I love that. I, I think you're right. This is the part where we go, this is, this is too low for this. And then the preacher thing is the reverse of the uh, Iron Fist thing, where the fourth season was okay, but it was so much shittier, and I think I just pushed. I helped push it all the way down. Yeah. Yep. Push that thing all the way down. All right, now Stop I'm going to do telling me that. number 16 <laughs> through number 19. At number 19, we have Arrow... Number 18, Cloak and Dagger. Number 17, Jessica Jones. And number 16, Swamp Thing. So Swamp Thing, that's pretty high. That is pretty high. We had some appreciation. I The thing about Swamp Thing is that... It, it makes your heart sing? It makes my heart sing. <laughs> I, I think that it's just... It's a well-made show. But the problem I have with it is it relies very heavily on the horror element... And they have some very good scares, but you can only get like one per episode because they have to spread out what they do across eight or ten episodes. So if it had been a Swamp Thing movie shot like this, I would have loved it. But the the characters are just too flat for mm-hmm. it to go any higher up. Is this this is the sci-fi one? Yes or no? No, this is the uh, the DC, DC universe, universe. And, it, and it was canceled as soon as yeah. the first episode dropped. Oh no, was two it days before? before? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, before. yeah. yeah. Because they had that whole thing with, like, the funding didn't come through from the state or whatever. Which is weird because we should just want to watch cool things. Yeah. But for some reason, the motivation is, I want to watch something that will continue forever. And the second that you tell me it won't, I'm out. I'm like, yeah. why, would I, why would I buy into yeah. this? I also couldn't get over the fact that they were like, this woman's 34. And she was very clearly, like, a 19-year-old Instagram <laughs> influencer. <laughs> probably a ton of plastic surgery, right? Yeah. The other thing here with this one is, Arrow is probably the lowest it's ever been. Yeah. Um, but Cloak and Dagger, there's 34. So 17 is right in the middle. Cloak yeah. and Dagger is 18. Cloak and Dagger is the best middle of just like, it's hard to feel passionate either yeah. way. It's just, it's a show that existed and had episodes. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I honestly think Cloak and Dagger is higher than I expected because the acting I think is really good. The story is where it falls in my opinion. And I just can't get in on the episodes it's just kind of it falls flat and so i choose to watch other episodes instead of it and it had a lot of that early gotham what if this was like a serious yeah, drama? Like, yeah. you guys you guys on. aren't capable and you don't want to do it yeah. it tried too hard and it, it felt like it oh my god we have not said gotham yet like this I has know. to be the highest oh. i know <laughs> this is uh, listen if you had told me last year that gotham would be this high i wouldn't believe you but now i'm gonna go ahead and read number 12 through number 15. And these shows will be good, right? Yeah. Should number be. Number 15. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> number 15 is Riverdale. Oh. Wait, high or low? I'll let you finish. Well, and number 14, Runaways. Number oh. 13, Deadly Class. 
Number 12, The Punisher. Really? Yeah, Riverdale does not deserve to Runaways be this low. Runaways is above Riverdale? R- Runaways is above Riverdale. And Deadly How? Class. Mm-mm. Which, Deadly Class is a show that I watched a little bit of. I honestly could see Riverdale's number 12, but the fact that Runaways is higher? I, right. I agree. Like, what Runaways, the fuck is going on? Runaways is probably more perfect two and a half stars average can't be passionate oh, than Cloak and 1. Dagger. 1.5 stars. Yeah. Oh, you think it's awful? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's garbage. awful. I think it's fine. Um, I think Deadly Class did a bunch of cool things. Yeah, it got it got points for trying, I guess. Because, you know, Cloak and Dagger and Runaway shows like that, you're saying, like, don't do anything awful. And then yeah. we'll boost you up. But I think Deadly Class did some cool stuff. But Riverdale, you guys think that season three? Listen, listen to me, you stupid idiot. <laughs> How the fuck is a show where in the span of three episodes, Archie Andrews has to leave town while it gets quarantined, lives in a, a fucking shack, gets attacked, mauled, and killed <laughs> by a bear, bear, resurrected, comes back to town, has to take the SATs. <laughs> then he fails the SATs, develops a drinking problem, starts boxing, cures his drinking problem, and then fights a dude in three episodes. And you think, <laughs> that, that, show, you think that that show is number 15. Taylor, hold on. Uh, I know that when you get upset, you get angry. And usually your anger is just calling me a stupid idiot. Uh, But there was a lot of voters in this. And who stayed with you on this show or even longer than you did than me? There's other people that you should probably be angry at. Do you think that I'm responsible for putting it this low? Yes, because you're the force of my anger right now. You're the thing I can focus on. Can uh, we talk real quick about The Punisher last season? Is that high or low? I think this is... Or high-low. I, I, th- I think this is right where it needs to be for this season. I think it's a drop from where we were last season. Yeah. Because season one, Punisher was great. It was aight. Yeah. Would you say it was great? I would say that season one of the Punisher was great. I, I think, think it was pretty good. I think you guys are doing that thing, though, of like, now that we're done, we ignore all of the 20-minute gaps in every episode where fucking nothing happened because this is Netflix Marvel. Disagree. I think you're thinking of season two because season two had a lot of that. Season one, I felt like, was very little fat. And they just, they did it. And it was one of the best seasons that Netflix Marvel has done. It was gnarly. Season one was gnarly and you just kept going and it was like, whew. like you, you had to like de-stress after those episodes and then go right into another one. It was, season uh, two was not as much as that. It was big religious guy, right? Like that was the ruiner. Like yeah. if they had taken that guy out. Yeah. If they had taken that guy out, season two would have been better. Yeah. But hey, you ended up at number 12, which is pretty good. That is all the time we have for this segment. We have 11 more shows, Dick. You're being a stupid idiot. I know. I'm cutting it close. So we are going to do another segment, and then we'll come back for 11 through 1 later. On the first season finale of The Boys, all of the proverbial shit hits all of the literal fans as secrets are revealed, questions are answered, and vague topic sentences that could be used to start any intro of any season finale are used. Butcher and Huey break up, leading Butcher to make a play for Homelander and Madeline. Huey rescues the rest of the boys, only to get rescued himself by A-Train, who has a heart attack. All of that, and we find out that the Homelander created the terrorist superheroes, and Butcher's dead wife is alive, and 
raising Homelander's son? Taste buds, I ask you this. Does the finale of The Boys seal the deal on this being one of the shows of the year? We already know, based on our previous It countdown, is one of the shows. It is, it is n- at least in the top 11. 12 through 34, it is not there. This is, this is one of those episodes, and this is rare for me, where I'm upset that I can't just watch all of these shows right when they come out, and I have to wait. Yep. Typically, I'm so glad that like our stupid podcast makes me wait, so I don't have to sit through all this bullshit. This was, fuck, this was fuck. Yeah, this, ah, uh, fuck, this, this, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> uh, this I was, feel opposite, actually. Really? Because yeah. yeah. we, uh, we did the thing where we watched every single episode except for the finale, and we waited for this episode to watch the finale. Um, and I think it was just too much. It was too dark to watch all at one sitting. And then having that nice break in between all of the episodes till now was really nice to watch this episode. And it, it gave it a different feel. Because I think I was in a, like a dark headspace watching all those episodes at once. It's, yeah, it'll fuck you up. Yeah, it's pretty dark. It's a dark headspace. And I also figured out like it was this episode where I think I like keyed into what I don't really enjoy about the show. It's just that like... We live every day, like, I already come into contact with a whole bunch of men that just need to go to therapy. I don't need to see supermen that just need to go to therapy. Yeah. I don't need to live in a world where I can see, like, how fucked up they would be with extra power without dealing with their issues. So Clark Kent is kind of a boring character mm-hmm. and his alter ego, but when you go read or watch a story about Clark Kent, at least it's a takeaway from real life. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you are removed mm-hmm. from your real life, and this is like, oh, it's every dude I've ever it's met. Every yeah. single, it's it's yeah. a, my every single day. Like, I don't need this. Oh, yeah, Homelander, just go to therapy, buddy. Go to therapy. Just, it'll it'll be real good for you, I promise. And your opener is like, I'm fine with breastfeeding. Like, I still breastfeed. <laughs> yeah. and like, right there, the therapist is like, cutching. <laughs> <laughs> or, or start with, uh, I came way too early when the woman I was having sex with said, you're my very good boy, and, uh, and I'm going to take care of you. Wait, does, does Homelander and Madeline, do they have a complicated relationship? Oh, uh, no. Is this I, Game of Thrones level? I, listen, that is, I was very uncomfortable. You got to admit, though, that, that the breastfeeding scene just happened like four episodes ago, and there yeah. was no like explanation or reason, nope. except that he was jealous of a little baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But in this episode, it was the first time that we'd ever seen Homelander like uh, be apologetic for anything, because mm-hmm. he was, um, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not in Homelander's vocab, but no. he knows that dudes should kill all the terrorists, should uh, send a plane full of innocent people to their death to like... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, watch his reputation, but also you're not supposed to come in 30 seconds. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. There, there was a lot of saying I'm sorry in this episode. There was that, and there was also uh, a bit that never gets old for me. But Huey shooting yes. a gun at people and just yelling the entire time, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he pops up as he's like murdering somebody. <laughs> And he got somebody too. He got somebody yeah. right away. Shout out to you know, Huey. I really didn't like Huey in all the rest of the episodes, but I absolutely loved him in this episode. Yeah, because that moment, and then also the moment with the retainer. So uh, retainer. Huey has to come and rescue the rest of the boys, and he puts a retainer in his mouth and pops that shit out. Well, has to get punched to pop that shit out. Yeah. in order to have let Frenchie use that as a something to pick a lock with. Yeah, he's but- like, oh yes, this good metal. Frenchie will be able to use. It's perfect Huey, though, because he comes in saying, like, look what I thought of. I got it in. And they're like, what oh. Like, look what I thought of. <laughs> Taylor had a retainer. Uh, and then they're, they're like, oh, we, we have to get it out, and that's going to be violence, and it's violence to you. And he's like, wait, no, hold on. I don't want to be part of the boys anymore. Well, come on, guys. I don't want to save you. I, I did really like their reaction. It was like, so 
you wanted to get sent here. <laughs> this was this was your plan. This is a and thing that you wanted. They're both Frenchie and MM yeah. are both trying <laughs> to compliment him, but just can't. They're like, I've never like you're so heroic because you clearly did the fucking dumbest thing of all time. <laughs> this this also cemented Frenchie being one of my favorite characters that on any of the shows that we watched. He's like, this is, that was so brave of you. That was such a stupid thing to do. But it's so brave. You're such a wonderful person. But I do love a show who notices the lack of line between bravery and stupidity. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. usually it's like very different. And this show is like, no, it's if you if you're gonna be brave, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. Uh, so does Homelander cross a villain line in this episode? You know, when he laser beams a lady through her eyes. Yeah. Possibly. It's a gray area yeah. for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how ashy gray her eyes are. <laughs> and also after that happens. Billy Butcher explodes her, but that baby's still in the room. Yeah, baby baby. dies. So the baby dies, right? We all agreed. Unless it's Homelander's baby. Oh, that no, that can't happen, right? Why? She fucked him. Well, because they hadn't fucked yet. You think tonight was the first time? Yes, absolutely. Based on everything that was going on between them. (laughs) It was Homelander's first time for anything. That was was building up for years. Cassie definitely looked at me. She's like, is this his first time? <laughs> Maybe. Listen, Maybe. There, was a, there was a whole bunch of water building up on the other side, and the dam fucking burst in this episode. <laughs> ah. It was... Oof. But I, like, I, it, it does make sense to me that Homelander is the type of villain who will do whatever it takes to like, get his shit done. Yeah. Um, so if a, if a baby has to die... That that's how Homelander rolled. He hated the baby anyway, and he was super jelly of the baby. But at this point, like, oh, and also the baby was probably naturally born, which (laughs) pisses Homelander off too. Yeah, fucking mud person. Uh, But also, like, Billy Butcher would be responsible for that baby. So now our like our anti-hero, if you will, is just killed a baby, and we're not going to address it. Billy has a lot of issues, and if anyone again needs to go to therapy, it's Billy because he has so much hate towards these villains and. Huey kept saying, what are you going to do once you get Homelander? What are you going to do? And he had no answer. And I, that's where Huey left off. And I think that's where the audience left off. But that's like, that's the, with him. he's definitely not like a Clark Kent or Peter Parker character. He's a Frank Castle character of just like, yeah. always move forward, never think. He is more than Frank Castle, though. I think. Because <laughs> Frank Castle, at least, is like, I'm not going to murder a baby. Yeah, well, let's quibble. (laughs) Going back to your villain question, uh, when he exploded Elizabeth Shue's eyes, like not only was that crazy, but like there's so many ways that he could have killed her real quick and uh, not dramatically. But eyes through eyes, that's crazy. Um, An eye for an eye. An eye for an eye, a couple for a couple. And then (laughs) the house blows up, and I think Billy is on the lawn of Madeline's house. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he saved Billy to bring him to Billy, uh, the butcher's ex-wife uh, who was raising uh, Homelander's kid. That's some fucking, like, I don't yeah. care about being, uh, like, bad or, like, uh, going, like, breaking the law. I want to fuck with your brain as hard as I can. That is some, like... I'm not gonna let you die. I'm gonna let you live to see this shit. That's some, like, oh. once you get into, like, the 90s, early 2000s when we decided villains needed, like, nuance and to just fuck with you. Like, they couldn't just have, like, a big sign that said who they were right. and hit people over the head with a mallet. Like, that is some dark shit. But I thought the boys was going in such a way where, like, we can analyze Homelander because he's got a fucked up past and it's a gray area and maybe he thinks what he's doing is right. But no, it's just, uh, I want to put the knife in and twist as hard as I can. Oh, yeah. And that, that has made me extremely excited for season two because now Billy Butcher has at least some amount of nuance 
to his like crusade because now now what the fuck do you do it's like your wife is alive yeah that's so wild this this reminds me of like breaking bad seasons like no, really, what the fuck do we do? Like, every season, the, the writers just put them in this corner. We're like, you guys can't get out of this shit. Can I tell you what they could do? So they, we've got a lot of, like, background on a lot of the characters, and, like, I could do with a little bit less of that. We didn't get any on, like, Black Neor or whatever. No, no we can't no, have more. No, 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 I never we cannot have more. No, I do no, not no, want no. a single he bit of information. He has to stay like this. On the piano, and that was the most intrigued I've been throughout the whole season. I was Listen, like, oh, my God, I want to know everything. Every episode, there is a moment where Black Noir will just look at the camera, and everyone's like, yep, we don't know a single goddamn thing about this dude. And this episode, he sat down next to a guy who was playing a piano at a party and the guy kept playing for a while and then slowly stopped and turned he's like do you i i can i'll just leave you can you can do it because he sat directly next to this man just stared him down it's magical because that was believe it or not probably the most screen time black noir has gotten consecutively like the most seconds in a row and also the whole thing about homelander or anybody on the seven is you are one of the seven most powerful people in the world Mm -hmm. how do you wield that power and we watch homelander and then now Black Noir, he's like, oh, I just play the piano when I want to. <laughs> I use my power to get to the piano. And my favorite thing about Black Noir is everyone else on the Seven, you understand from their powers why they are on the Seven. Mm-hmm. Black Noir. We have no ju- idea. He's just kind of a guy who's a little <laughs> bit strong, but mostly he's just a guy who has that mask on. He's just all black. Like, yeah. He could be anyone, really. Do you think there's meetings where he could just like send his neighbor to in that costume and no one will ever notice? Oh, absolutely. Oh, He's, he is absolutely pulling an MF Doom type deal <laughs> where like anytime he has appearances, he just puts someone in the mask. He's like, you just show up. You don't have to say anything. It's fine. Or do you remember when Chucky from Goodwill Hunting like went to that interview? Yeah. You guys remember that movie? I do remember that interview uh, and that movie. Uh, so the deep in this episode... How do we we feel about the deep? His full breakdown? (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, that smoothie. I fully support that smoothie. I just want to come out. Shout out to that smoothie. (laughs) It looked looked good, and then he added so much alcohol, it looked real good. I did did appreciate his uh, blind optimism. It was like, the seven getting called up. Where am I going, buddy? We're celebrating. (laughs) Dude, you're in Idaho. or (laughs) Ohio. Ohio. He's like, well... We're keeping you in Sandusky, and you're going to open up a water park, and then everybody hurts starts playing. <laughs> Which is typically no. We have to move on from yes. that song, but this is a pretty perfect use this of it. This was the perfect use of that song, and then we cut away from him for a long time and comes back, and everybody hurts is still playing. <laughs> The room's just gotten darker, and that song is still playing. I just really want to lead a bunch of dolphins. God, you know, his whole thing, like, I, I obviously cannot, like, condone him because what happens in the first episode. Right. But I love watching him throughout the season with all the dolphins and everything they do. He's become more of a comic relief. And, like, you still have all of that badness in the back of your mind. And, like, you know he's bad, but it's interesting to watch for a teenager. But do you think that the show wants you to get to a place? Maybe next season. I don't think they'll ever redeem Where you are him. rooting for him? No, I don't. And it's just because no. of the thing that he did, I, right? I think like, that he is a person that they're going to show, like, we are never going to redeem him. And yeah. that's just how it is. And I, I kind of like what they're doing with I, it. I think they're showing other aspects of his personality and yeah. not just being like, ah, oh, he fucked someone over, but everything's still golden for him. But, like, He's, he has a rough life, but nowhere does the show be like, yeah, but doesn't that make up for the thing? No, I don't think no. the show is doing that like, you guys should get on board with this guy. But at a certain point, if he keeps going down this route through season two, are you guys nervous? Where like, oh, I hope 
come on, the deep, I hope you win. Then you're like, oh, God, what am I doing? Because he is also the guy from that first episode. Like, if you start rooting for him, is that possible? Uh, maybe. I, right now, I'm just very, I'm mostly enjoying seeing him be miserable. I yeah, think like- the, the only thing that I can root for him to be is just in the ocean forever with dolphins. <laughs> That's the only thing I can hope because they're rapey motherfuckers. And right. apparently true. he that is too. True. So those are his people and he needs to go there with the dolphins. Yeah. One Keep of them mo- away from people. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most relatable things in this episode is I've been through this so many times where it was like, don't, I'm standing in the mirror like, don't do this, don't do this, one, two, three. And I just put a fucking razor right oh. through my hair. He's like, oh, fucking idiot. He, knows, <laughs> he wants to like harm himself, but uh, he knows how stupid he is while he does it. And yep. now it's too late. Deep, your hair's cut. Yep, and we've all deep cut. We've all done specifically that haircut before. Oh yeah, we've, we've given ourselves that haircut. It's like, oh no, it's too short. Oh, I did too much. Just save it, save it, and then you never do save it. It always looks bad. Wait, save the hair that you cut to tape on later? Yeah, and you <laughs> make, a, make a little wig out of it and try and make it look good, and it never looks good. I suck at cutting my own hair, but I'm great at making wigs out of my own hair. Yeah. So this is the end of season one. You guys excited for season two? I could do without it, honestly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're probably the minority because everyone loves this show. But I don't know if I really want to jump into this. I think it's a solid like seven out of ten. The like, seven out of ten? <laughs> yeah, it's a, the seven out of ten. I don't think it's a bad show. I think it has it's doing something different. But also, it's not doing yeah. what I personally would want to watch all the time. I think in the broad scheme of all television, this is one that I could like. I could maybe pass on. In the concept of uh, superhero television, give me this every single yeah, fucking week. Yeah. Give me this all the time. For me, it's uh, it seemed like the show was going to be all about playing with tropes of all of like the comic books and superhero shit that we read and watch. And they're fine at that. They're yeah. okay. But their storytelling capabilities, their pace, and the way that they like sell their like cliffhangers and you know what's going to happen later, that's what I think is going to keep me pulling in. Yeah. And also, uh, Preacher is on right now. It's the same creators, mm-hmm. and it is such a step up from fucking Preacher, which oh, we'll get yeah. to in a second. That like, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Is Eric Kripke on Preacher as well? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, shout out to the boys. We look forward to season two coming on Amazon Prime sometime next summer. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna move on to the rest of the shows of the year. Year, year, year. What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Taylor, uh, please, I'm hitting sound effects, if you don't mind. Oh, sorry. Now we are here doing the final countdown of show of the year. 11 through 1. All right, and we can stop there. Nope. That's the final countdown, in case you didn't know. That's a popular song from the 1980s. Now, kicking it off from number 9 through 11, here we go. Never forget these three. Fuck. Number 11, I, Zombie. Hmm. Number 10, Gotham. And number 9, The Umbrella Academy. Huh. Okay. All right. I, Zombie, probably too high. Yeah, that's, that, that's, a season, that is a, yeah. that's a legacy. That is a that's a that's a legacy vote for sure. I Zombie, I would probably put somewhere in like the like the seventeen to twenty range for this season. Above all the Walking Dead's, but still too high. Yeah, Gotham in the top ten. Gotham in the top ten. 
Uh, if you had asked me at any time in the in the first run of Gotham, I would say no, absolutely not. Are there only ten shows left? Then yes, <laughs> sure. But they fucking figured it out. Did they figure it out? So we have a legacy vote thing. Do you think that we have a like the Emmys have of oh this is your last season? We'll just give you all the awards. I don't think so. I think Gotham really did figure it out. They pulled not quite to the level of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. but they zoned in on what would actually be good for their show. And Which they, is Cuckoo Wacky Pants. Cuckoo Wacky Pants. Just do Cuckoo Wacky Pants. Why would you try to be gritty and serious? We've done that a million times. The few episodes that I watched, I was really intrigued with Gotham, and I really liked it. And I didn't understand why people didn't like the first couple seasons, but I didn't watch those. So. And don't go back and figure it yeah, out. Yeah, no, and that's what I've been told. Right, right now. It's, <laughs> not, it's not good. The first couple seasons are just very overly serious and dumb, and then... Once they once they got, I think stupid Riddler was the moment where they were like, "Sexy Riddler, we know we know how to do this." Did you guys watch Umbrella Academy? Yes. Do you think number nine is? I think it fits too high there. too soon. Honestly, I think it, it's it's good right there. Uh, uh, it was another one of those that I just loved watching, and I just binged the whole thing because it was interesting, and I didn't know what was going to happen next. It was very campy, so I think I'm really into those camp shows. But yeah, I enjoyed Umbrella Academy a lot. I would maybe even bump it up a few notches. You can't do that. The list is fucking done. Uh, well, like, you, you do not have the power to do that. There was a moment uh, where a character you. went to Nam, guys. Yeah. He went we, to fucking Nam and came back. Yeah, in and this one is, episode. And I cannot believe that this show, when we talked about Gotham improving, that the fact that this show over one season could take Klaus, the worst fucking character <laughs> in the first episode, and make him maybe my favorite character. Really make you care for him. Yeah. It's a yeah. good, it, I it, think it's a well-made show. It is. And there's a talking monkey, so. <laughs> Let us not not bring up Pogo. We cannot, I'm glad that you said his name was Pogo. Who won no shushies through this entire yeah. year. What he, he lost Best Snubbed. Supporting Actor, Best Butler, Best Monkey. That's insane. Best Butler. <laughs> we should have just had Best Talking Monkey, who is a Apologetic about everything yeah. award, and that would have been good. Sorry, I had that would have been you. you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Caitlin, would you mind reading us numbers six through eight? Of course, opening up the envelope. But so, like, these will be good, though, right? Like, eventually, we're gonna get to good shows. I, I, th- I think, think these will be good. I think we're up to being good shows. We already hit good with Riverdale, so I, think, I don't even know what's gonna happen anymore. Thank you, Cassie. Two out of three of these are probably pretty good. Um, number eight is going to be Lucifer. Okay. Too low. Seven, <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And six, Winona Earp. Okay, too low for Winona Earp. The other two, too high. I'm going to say it. Age, I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was an off and on, but pretty good season. This is, number seven is crazy. I think it's really too yeah. high for Agents That's of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's a legacy vote that for sure. That is 100%. Sure. And I think a little bit Lucifer got a legacy vote. How fucking dare you? This, I like, I like this Lucifer. Season, this Lucifer of, rules. This season of Lucifer was good, but I think it is a number 11 Good season. If Lucifer took place in Baltimore, it would be the single best TV show that has ever taken place in Baltimore. How that's, about that shit? That's bold. Better, better than Sex in the City, Baltimore. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot about Desperate Sex in the City Wives of Baltimore. Yeah, you idiot. But uh, Lucifer was very good this season. I think that the move to Netflix was positive for the show. Mm-hmm. But I would like more signs of the move to Netflix next season. Yeah. More like boobs and wieners. And Do more of the Austin Powers putting stuff over of people's course, body yes. bits. <laughs> Do more of that. That's great. I love that. Also, is it weird that I want Lucifer to be the first Netflix show to like complete the Netflix cinematic universe where they, they talk about how every show that's ever been on Netflix takes place in the same world? They're talking about Orange is the New Black and Lillehammer, and it's all in the same thing. Just yeah, just do it. 
Just bring it all, bring it all home, baby. They talk about that talking horse that lives in Los Angeles. That's Mr. Ed. Yeah, Mr. Ed, Los Angeles, after dark. After dark. Uh, but yeah, Winona Earp. Do we think that this is a leg? Because Winona Earp, it's been a while since it was on. Yeah. Maybe it's better in our memory. I don't think so. No, Winona it was Earp's a perfect show. Beginning of 2019, right? It was so long ago. That it was, was when it, the last time it came out. Because it should have, I think, premiered already the next season. I but mean, it qualified for Shishis because of like two episodes. Yeah. So yeah, it it it's supposed to have already premiered, but they just ran out of money. Yeah. So, but like, Greg, but they're coming back, right? Yes, yes, they are coming back for their, I believe, final season. Oh, announced. Greg's resignation later from the letter from this podcast was like, I just don't like Wine on Earp as much as you guys do, and I think yep. I have to move on. But they did that thing where every now and then they'll just split a bullet in half and kill two people with one bullet, yes. making it the best show of all time. Yeah, great. And Melanie Scrofano is. Uh, Incredible and a delight, and no one look up whether or not I pronounced that correctly. It's Milani, <laughs> Cassie. Yes, please read for us the number five pick, guys. We're in the top five. We made it. Woo! This is the top five. All of these people, uh, the entire list. You were a great contender, but these are the people who, it, out of thirty-five. And also, most it. of you were not a great contender. Like, most of you were no. sucked ass. No, a lot of you sucked ass. But the top five, you're all winners in our hearts. All right, winners. so starting that off, we got number five, Legends of Tomorrow. Ooh. Last year's winner. Last wow. year's winner. I, this season, I do think, was... We had... We didn't have any... Uh, Bebo? We didn't have any Bebo. There's no Bebo, yeah. And I think that was uh, the entirety of the four-space drop. We did get we did get Zari this season, uh-huh. and I love Zari. I I think people warmed up to her a little slowly, but I was Zari from day one. Yeah, this is like your greatest claim to fame. Yeah, you saw Zari before anybody else did. Yeah, I, he wasn't I, right about The Walking Dead, but this he was right about. How dare you? <laughs> I listen. I saw that. I went. Azari is born. <laughs> your big song that you always sing is uh, "How Are You?" and "I'm So Zari." <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. I'm. You know what? Ryan, all our beefs are squashed because of that. <laughs> Beef squash. I am interested to find out whether Legends slacked a little bit and fell, or four huge contenders came up. I think several very good contenders came in this year, which we won't name yet because we will talk about them later. But I Legends, I, I do think, took a little bit of a dip. But I do not think that it was entirely a four-spot dip. I think that some other things beat the shit out of Legends this season. I think they did really good at number five. Also, I do not know what's one through four, but it's a great show, but they had Bebo last season. They had Bebo last season. Yeah, like... Ryan. Yeah. Read us what number four is. Let's see if it's one of those shows that knocked Legends down a, a notch. Number four is The Tick. Oh, shit. Oh! Okay. The, t- the Tick, a mainstay from last year. I think... Uh, I'm surprised that these two swapped places. I, I like. I do think that Legends dropped a little bit, but I also think the Tick dropped a little. It bit. It definitely dropped a little bit, but it was still really great TV. Yeah, I think that there was nothing in the season that had Overkill addressing his Uber driver, <laughs> and it fell a little bit for that. I think. I think this season totally relies on. It was great, but if it's better than the first or not, it totally relies on your watching Dot and Overkill. Yeah, dancing yes. without music. Did yes. you like that? Because you're good. If not, maybe it falls a little bit below. I liked it, but it definitely fell from season one. Yeah. Um, I think Danger Boat could have gone a little bit more for Arthur, or Arthur could have, you know, reciprocated a little bit more. Um, Let them love each other. I just want to see some boat love. 
funky boat. I ship it. 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 So. Uh, you know uh, what? <laughs> uh, but so th- was this another one where it came out and you just binged it all in one day, or did you? Did yes. You, did you porcelain out? Um, actually, I think we we did this one in like three days. Yeah, a couple okay. days. Couple days. They're like they're shorter episodes, so that always wins for. That is so nice. Listen for a show. It's I, the fucking podcaster's dream. <laughs> if, 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 if we were giving awards for shows that I'm most excited that I I, I can just sit down and watch, fucking the tick because 22 minutes. Let's go. Let's d- w- get in, get out. You know, I definitely think it fell from the first season, but I also don't think it fell far enough that it does not get a next season. I'm so sad that it's not coming back right, and not babe. being removed. This this was the season of a lot of cancellations, and I think yeah. this is the one that hit us the hardest oh yeah. yeah i mean like we want everything to be canceled always yeah so you can tell how we feel about a show when like it's canceled we're like oh no oh, don't do that i loved his suit the blue suit was so good all right i am going to read your number three pick this is bronze medal for show of the year for show for show and this is number three legion oh Legion. And this is season number three of three. Legion? Yes. Did you think it would be number one? I sort of did, yeah. I think, uh, I understand that there's a lot of things that go into the voting for this and a lot of considerations. You, a lot of morons are voting, that's what you're saying. <laughs> I, I think that Legion is the most, it, it is the most high quality a, attempted and achieved show on our list. It's the only show that could win an Emmy. Right. It, it is the most... Like, if I were a professional critic who writes for, like, The New Yorker, mm-hmm. this would be my number one show on this list. And you have to write, like, uh, in silhouette with a top hat on and a big cane, and you put a pen at the bottom of your cane, and, like, you write like that as, like, you're on a cover of The New Yorker. That would be number one. Yes. This, this would be number one in that, in that scenario. I, I think if this had been... I, the ending was a little weird, and it didn't give everyone exactly what they wanted. I think season one was probably still the high point, but this was a very fucking great season of television. I would say this is in the Jessica Jones camp of one cannot be taken over, two was maybe not great, and three was somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I I think three is, if I gave season one a 10, I think season three would be a nine or a 9.5. Do you guys know what they did not solve? Like what they never explained? No. The fucking green hands? It was the green hands. Green hands. They, they, oh, they did not explain never explained No, hands. I was told exactly what they meant. Oh, right. Yeah, I asked. I had the opportunity to ask the creators what it meant, and they told me the yellow submarine from, you know? The green hands or the yellow submarine? The, the, they told me what? The yellow submarine from the Beatles? Or what did they yeah. say? Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's a big green meanie. I did a lot of Googling to try to figure meaning. out what they told me. But what but, does the yellow submarine mean? I fucking don't know the they, they they sold that to me told that to me and i was like ah yeah okay and then i was like what the fuck was he saying you know what this season did answer though what is the best song to have while your baby is crying in the other room and you are trapped <laughs> in a room it is i said god damn i said wall and that funky <laughs> funky funky tune has been stuck in my head for months you know and the dancing also uh the dancing's so good. I always love the dancing. The dancing's always good. Uh, you know what has not been explained to me? What? How um, the song is like, uh, yo, what up, Panini? Please don't be a meanie. And like, that's now also a big hit as well. Yeah. Like, can, are you just allowed to ask people not to be meanies to you? Yeah, don't yeah, be a meanie. Bold. Hello, I am hungry, and don't be mean to me. And is he talking about an actual like toasted sandwich? Yes. Yes. Yeah. A panini. He All right. How to make them. I'm out on With Gordon Ramsay. Music. Number, <laughs> I'm not going to do it anymore. You're number two for 
this year is number two, The Boys. Really? Wow. That's fucking high, bro. That is very high. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is too high. Yeah. Was it uh recency bias? I think so. Yeah. I think we just watched this the finale. It left a very good taste in our mouths, and I think it shot up. Legion was a better show than The Boys. I still think The Boys is probably top top ten easily, maybe top five. I don't think it's number two. Was it recency bias or, and I guess this is a different type of bias, but uh, half of our panel tonight saying, <laughs> not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I think us coming in here giving a different perspective on it may, you know, make you think that it's not as good. But I mean, it's, everyone loves this show. You go online, you listen to everyone's reaction. They love it. So it makes sense that it's number two, but I also, I don't agree with it. I do think that Legion should be above it. I don't agree with... I, should we talk about this? How, like, we're only two of a certain amount of voters? Yeah. So fuck those other voters? <laughs> yeah. It should be a lot lower. It should, it should be lower. Let's the all boys, settle down. The please. Boys yeah. is a very good show. It shouldn't be number two. If we're voting on, like, Oscar, like, and all that, like, who's going to win an award? I don't think the boys will win an award. No. So. No. All right. Well, we've addressed the boys. In the room. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's address the ladies and the gentlemen, because... Folks, we've got our number one, and I think some of you may have called this, uh-huh. but our winner is Doom Patrol. Oh! New, the, <laughs> the new kid on the block, Doom Patrol. So all week, producer Dave was walking around the studio talking shit, like, why do this? We all know what it is going to be. Did you know that? I did not. I honestly, I probably would have expected Legion to win. Doom Patrol is a very good show, but it probably would have been number two for me. You know what? Congrats to Doom Patrol. You you earned it. Yay. You guys have not seen it? No, no I want to. Oh, so yeah. man. It's so good. Okay. I'm waiting for a week. For, what, that free subscription to the DCU? That, yeah. <laughs> that, oh. All out so we can just binge them all at once. Yep. Like when we were kids and Disney Channel would just be free for a week and you <laughs> had to watch everything. Does DCEU do that? No. Well, there's a free trial. So we're, we just waited for all the shows to come out so that yeah. way we can binge them all. Yeah, oh, you can't start the idea. trial in like a busy week. Exactly. You, yeah, you got to find that wait. week. Find, if you have not watched this show yet, find the week. Watch Doom Patrol on your free trial. It is worth it. It is a very good show. I like. I think it it deserves at least number two. Number one, rightly deserved as well. I think it's number one based on like uh, being on all of the shushes this year. The way yeah. that we talked about it, like I really think it blew us away in a way that is sort of different than Legion. Yeah, it it knocks everything out of the park, and it's not as serious and. I think we appreciate that. Like, don't don't make us like have to de-stress after an episode right, of television. Exactly, yeah. Like, just let us have a fun time, but also like nail us in all of our our ethos, pathos, and whatevers. That's the thing is that like uh, Cloak and Dagger is bad at like the serious gritty, and the Flash is bad at being funny, like yeah. being entertaining at all. And like Doom Patrol <laughs> just like sort of got that exact perfect balance. The, it is it is the perfect show. I'm gonna say it. It's the perfect show. No show will ever beat it. And so, now we are the Doom Patrol Patrol. Hell yeah. Congratulations to Doom Patrol. You can come pick up your shishi. That is it for this segment and also our awards. Congratulations to all the winners. Please come by the studio and pick up your awards. Or text Alan Tudyk. He'll grab them all and drive them to your house. Yeah, because, I mean, 75% are his anyway. So <laughs> it's only right. Now we're going to move on to the rest of the shows that didn't or probably shouldn't win awards. (laughs) 
Now we are here in the pull list. This is the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is Fear the Walking Dead. This week on Fear the Walking Dead, while on a supply run, Grace and Daniel's truck breaks down and they hunker down in a barn. Walking with Al, Morgan opens up about his budding relationship with Grace, and the two rescue a man named Tom from the Pioneers, and his story makes it seem like they are the same group Isabel was with. They get captured by Jenny, but she denies knowing the helicopter group and repairs Morgan's staff as a sign of goodwill. Trying to reconcile with Grace, Morgan learns that she has fallen ill, presumably her radiation poisoning catching up with her and meaning she doesn't have long to live. Taste buds, I ask you this. There's so many characters in this show, right? That was a lot, yeah. Damn. <laughs> what so, happened to like, it's starting out with what, five, seven characters yeah. or something? Most of them zombies. Yeah. And there's uh, like 10 characters that weren't even addressed in this episode. I think the hardest Jeez. part about living this life is like, uh, there's no database. So you're like, all right, we're a new crew. We're going to be the pioneers. And you look it up, like, oh, there's 13 other pioneers. Yep. Like, you can't take so that name. So many pioneers. And they have this thing. Pilgrims? Where, is that cool? The, the, the thing about the pioneers is that they wear a little key pendant to show that they are the key to the future. Ah. And they also wear those weird pioneer hats that are folded up on one side. Oh. And so the opening of this episode starts with someone delivering, like, it's a promotional video for the pioneers that wow. you can watch on a VCR. Uh, and she literally says, so if you see anyone with this key or this hat, go to them. Hold because on. Because you are the future. I can, uh, I can think of pilgrim hats, but what is a pioneer hat? It's folded up. It, it sounds like a it, newspaper it, hat. It's sort of like a cowboy hat, like but like folded up outside. Yeah, oh, okay. folded the Yeah. So anyway. Feather or no feather? No feather. Well, some of them have a feather, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if you're bold enough, Ryan, yeah. you do it. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead is on Sunday nights on AMC. Your next show this week is Preacher. On this week's episode of Preacher, Star is rescued by the Masada from cannibals, who had turned his missing penis into a working spigot. From there, they are able to steal Humperdew back from Tulip and Cass and can now plot the apocalypse. Meanwhile, God tells Jesse that he has sinned because he considered for one second sitting on God's throne. And then he bites Jesse's eye out and then sends it back to Cassidy and Tulip, who have now been together for three months. Taste Buds, I ask you this. If I told you there was a gun that made people puke in this episode of, episode of Preacher, how much puking do you think there was? So much puking. How did, how did you deal with that? The puking? Yeah. I am, I'm not like one of those... Hermetophobes, do you remember what the name is? Yeah, Where, like puking makes you puke. Yeah, I, like the smell is fine. The smell is great. The uh, <laughs> watching it is okay, but it's it's not about the puking. It's about the preaching. Like, oh my god, you have to be this much preacher on every episode. Ah. I can imagine how hard they went because I saw the episode where the like that fat dude like just puked up his food into uh-huh. the base. Yep. So yep. like yep. I can yep. imagine what they did with this. And, and so yeah. we have to double down all of TV history, mm-hmm. and then also we've done this before, so we have to double down on that. And it was just. Uh, hoses next to mouths for days and days. God. Yeah. yeah, no, I'll pass on that. I don't I don't care for that. That's not my, my Ballywick. Well, <laughs> it is not your Ballywick. No. I'm trying to make... I don't have to do this. Using the word Ballywick, not my Ballywick, which means I should use it more. Yeah, so, oh, that's real hard for you. Is that a word that when you say it, people are impressed or like, you fucking nerd? I think everyone in this room is angry at me. I think I think that's how because I feel. Because of that? Right yeah, because of well, or confused. I'm just feeling a lot of latent anger. Because Ballywick is like this weird thing that upsets you. Yeah, or like that thing, or like it's a like a, a chip on your shoulder, like a thing you have to carry around. Because it's not like uh, the Holocaust is my Ballywick. That's not true, right? No. Like that upsets everyone. Yeah, that's not that's not yours. But like bare feet is my Ballywick. That's like specific to you. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I might have <laughs> used it wrong. Okay. 
Um, the other thing, too, is that this love triangle of Cass, Tulip, and Jess has been clearly read from the books. Like, they did read it there, but uh, they just have no understanding of, like, how to do drama or tension. No. So, so there's a three-month time jump mm-hmm. here. All right, cool. At that point, they've moved on from Jesse being alive, and they're together now, and then he comes in, and they're both looking at each other like, oh, this uh-oh. is going to be weird. Pull your collar out. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> do you guys ever do that on in real life? Yeah. Like, something awkward, you pull the collar all the way out? All the time, because I get very hot in my torso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when it's uncomfortable. Yeah, when it's not uncomfortable, ice cold, baby. You'd, you'd uh, put some ice cream on that, and it wouldn't even melt. That's, just, that's, 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 what, that's what my torso is. <laughs> Ryan, what's your moment of the week? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> my moment of the week is uh, we get a flashback and a little sort of uh, blonde-haired, uh, that bowl-cut Dutch child. Oh, yeah. German child is singing, and he is a magical superstar at singing. He's singing his balls off, and then he loses the talent show. Because Hairstar, played by the same guy who plays Hairstar, is three uh, people down. We were supposed to think that this was Star. But no, the actor's right over there, and he actually wins. Mm. It was ah. a surprise. Guys, it's hard to find surprises on Preacher. Okay, point. yeah, surprise. Preacher's on AMC on Sunday nights. Your next show this week is Titans. After a three-month time jump, Dick is training the Titans and rescues a female metahuman on the run, despite, the young- despite her resistance to receiving help. Jason and Gar identify the young woman as Rose Wilson, Slade's daughter. Hank and Don have retired to Wyoming, but tensions ensue when Hank discovers that Don is continuing to operate as Dove. In Chicago, Corey and Donna fight crime together and capture rogue metahuman Shimmer. Don, Hank, and Donna are forced to reunite with Dick when Dr. Light escapes from prison and begins targeting the Titans. Taste buds, I ask you this. Are you glad that they dropped last season's entire plotline for this? Yeah. Yeah, right? Why would we not be glad? I, cause, because last season sucked. So does it seem like they are at least going to... Like, do you think you would check in with this season? Because it's not last season. Yeah, if, they, like, if they're committing to like forgetting everything that sucked, I think so. Maybe. Yeah, because I, mean, I think that shows that maybe they learned their lesson and were like, eh, the, the, the last season was a shucky show. So they're basically starting new with this one? They, they set up a cliffhanger at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. The first episode was just, well, we resolved that, so uh-huh. let's move on to an entirely new plot line for the season. And that but was the characters like looking at the camera, talking yeah, to it. Pretty much, yeah. And so now we've got a three-month time jump, and uh, they're, they're just fully the Titans now. They're like, we skipped all that other stuff. If they're doing completely new, couldn't they switch up their names, too? Because, man, those names, when you were just going Don, through Don, Dick, and Donna? Yeah. Don, Dick, and Fight Donna. Dr. Light? That was, <laughs> that was impressive, Taylor, that so you read that. So many fucking Ds. Listen, I had to practice it ahead of time because I saw that there were way too many very similar names. And they're all old school names. Like, there's oh, not yeah. a Madison in the bunch. Like, no. these were all written in, like, that late 60s or early Don, 70s. Dick, and Donna, you gotta go down to the five and dime. Get <laughs> uh, yourself a sarsaparilla. <laughs> Titans is on DC Universe on Friday nights. Your next and final show this week is Pennyworth. On this week's episode of Pennyworth, Alfred and Bet Sykes finally face Captain Curzon. Meanwhile, Martha Kane visits Thomas Wayne, still shaken by the trip to Aleister Crowley's mansion. Much to everyone's surprise, the Raven Society leader Francis Gaunt steps down, publicly paving the way for Lord James Harwood's return. Taste buds, I ask you this. Have you ever wanted to watch an episode of Pennyworth? 
No. I, I, I think about it from time to time. Every no? now and then? Yeah. Are, are you digging this whole, like, the devil might be real thing that they're doing? I'm sort of digging the fact that, like, they're going to try everything. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I would rather it be this than just dry and no need to exist. I hope that they take the Gotham approach faster than Gotham did. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have it about butlering, where it's like, here's how you set a meal on a tray perfectly? Absolutely. Hell I would yeah. watch I would watch the shit out of that. If that was a Netflix My series God. all about that, Listen, hell yeah. the amount of time I've spent just watching people do bookbinding tutorials, <laughs> I would watch that in a heartbeat. Do you Can't, know how confusing it is with all the silverware and stuff? I would love a guy. There's so many different types of silverware. God. A tiny one, a big one. Yeah. Just <laughs> one size is types. fine. And then he has to deal with this shithead, you know, Bruce, Wayne, or uh-huh. just the Waynes in general. Uh, so many Wayne's. This is supposed to be breakfast, but I swear to God, this is a shrimp fork. But if I ask what it's supposed to, because there's no shrimp at breakfast, if I ask what this is supposed to be used for, I'm going to get screamed at. Yeah. I'm going to get thrown down Fuck a flight the Wayne's. of stairs. There's a spoon that just breaks an egg, and then that's all you do with it? Uh-huh. What oh, you, man, I love it. And then you throw it out the window. Yeah, you throw it at the butler or out the window. Have no. you guys ever eaten an egg out of that tiny egg glass? No, no. I'm going to do it as soon as I get home. Because that's as soon rich as, you as said fuck, that, right? As soon as you said that, I was like, fuck, I want to do that so bad yeah, now. So I'm going to go home, I'm going to boil an egg like that, I'm going to go out and find one of those damn little glasses, and I'm going to eat it out of that. Did you guys have older relatives that collected tiny spoons? Mm-hmm. Is that just in case we all need break eggs and egg glasses, and then they have 50 of them for us. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're training for the eggpocalypse. <laughs> uh, Pennyworth is on Epics on Sunday night. Epics, right? Yeah. That is it for this show. Now, I'm going to declare a winner of the episode. And that winner is Ryan. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Ryan, you have won the episode. But now I'm going to bring on some special characters who are going to deliver some ads for us. Actually, Taylor, I need you to leave. Oh, I have to leave? Yeah. Do you want to win the episode? <sighs> no, I don't want to win the episode. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. So, guys, good job. Cassie, Caitlin, Taylor. Bye. Thank Bye, you for doing that. guys. Uh, here to talk to us about a couple of websites is the one, the only, Grimace from McDonald's. Uh, hey, everybody. My name's Grimace. Uh, what's going on? What's going on, bud? Are, have you been wrestling lately? Nah, just, you know, hard times and all. Oh, what happened? Well, you know, I, I look like I do. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it, I walk out on the street, and people just pelt me with stuff. And they're like, oh, eat this rotten lettuce, you fucking fatty. Because you're fat or because you're purple? Well, mostly they say fatty and purpley, about even. So, so it's 50-50? Yeah, so, you know, I'm trying to get my life back on track. I, I, I dipped into the crack cocaine for a little while. Sure. You know, and, you know, that's just part of my, that's part of my story, and I'm, and I'm not hiding it. I, that's just part of me. Hold on. Did you do it because you thought it would be good and now you're addicted, or you wanted your story to include crack cocaine? I mean, little column A, little column B, am I right? Little column A, little column B. Um, have you stopped eating McDonald's at least? Oh, no, I'm legally required to eat a whole bunch of McDonald's. Is that, is that it's, uh, adding to the fatness? Man, you have no idea. I'm actually, I've, I've lost about five pounds, but I've gained 500. And so it's, it's a real one step back 500 forward, you know? Of course. Of course I know that. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys. I, I feel like I'm looking it. in a mirror right now with the amount yeah. that we eat McDonald's. Every, every, every day, about like every six hours or so, some guy comes in as an intern and he's like, all right, I've got your McDonald's. And they put in the, they put in the food funnel. And it just, just shoveled it down. I don't even enjoy it anymore. Did you have a food funnel when you were thin, or was that just a fat thing? 
Well, I, what do you what, you think I was ever Finn? I I, I don't want to upset you. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm a fictional character. I was I was formed straight from the mind like this. Do you have? I, a, I know pain and only pain. I've never known joy. Do you? The have, man who built me is a, is a craven devil. Do you have any uh, websites to tell us about? Oh yeah, yourpuckfilter.com. It's a great website. You can go there. It's the only thing that brings me joy in my existence. Uh, you can go there and uh, check it out. If you want to help those people out, go to yourpuckfilter.com slash Amazon. Thank like, you. Just like Amazon.com. Thank you so much. That the Amazon, was... not, not a jungle. The place where you can buy things. I appreciate that. Here you. Uh, here to tell us about uh, other shows that we have is, finally, we get to meet her, uh, the wife of Mr. Clean. It's Mrs. Clean. Hi, guys. I love to get everything super clean, especially these podcasts that I love listening to. You're cleaning up podcasts? Yes, I do. I make sure that they're extra squeaky clean so everyone can listen to them. Um, my husband takes care of all of the flooring, and I take care of everything that goes in our ears and into our minds. Are you a newer wife, or have you been married to him since he got famous? I get married a lot. So. <laughs> I sort of figured. I sort of figured. But I keep my reputation clean, if you know what I mean. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> what, do you? Uh, I mean, like, do you like Mister Clean? Are you a fan of him still? Yeah, he keeps it clean. So, like, that's really our big priority in our life. But you know, I've been thinking about my inner, inner mantra, and I don't know. I've been thinking of getting away from it and getting—I don't know—a little dirty. Are you? So, are yeah. you, wait, does that mean that you're gonna have an affair? Uh, you know, you never know. But right now, as I said, keeping it clean. <laughs> do you have a? Uh, do you have a pool boy at the clean mansion? And what does he look like? <laughs> I'll never say. I feel like you just did. I feel like now we know what's about to happen. I'll call my lawyers. <laughs> Mrs. Clean, uh, what are the other shows on the pop filter lineup? One of them that I really love is The OCD. Talks about one of my favorite shows, The OC, of course, where I'm from, too. Um, and a TV that. show that I really, really love. Um, you have Movie of the Year. We talk about their... They talk about movies um, that are really uh, top movies of that year. And I don't know, maybe don't keep it as clean as possible. I have to clean that one up a little bit. Um, and of course, this superhero hour that we're on right now. Love this show. Thanks for plugging that one. Yeah. All right, Miss Clean, get the fuck out of here. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you are so intriguing. Do you want to have a drink after this? Uh, here to tell us about all of our social media is from the hit podcast on Natural 20s, it's the Point Scribe. Oh, hello! Hi there! I've been keeping track this whole time, and i got to tell you, no points were rewarded. None. Not no zero points, points the no entire points. way around. No points. Now, uh, Point Scribe, we took a poll, and we found out that you were the least popular character in po- in podcast history. What? So? <laughs> Ooh! You know, I wanted to bring something up about your guys' voting, and I think it's bullshit. This proves it. Okay, so I invited you here. <laughs> I gave you your $50, and this is how you start the conversation. Yeah. I'm putting an ad out to say this is bullshit with those $50. Who ruined the show the most tonight? Not me. This is great right now. (laughs) So this is the only good part of the show. Yes. Tune in at an hour and three minutes, and that's when you should listen to the show. Oh, okay. So like when you start, I thought you were going to say this is going to go on for an extra hour where you come in and take it down. Well, Ryan, you said, so let me talk now. The shows that should have been on here, on Natural 20s, and that's it. Just listen to it. Is that what you wanted me to talk about? Do you want me to plug another show? And then also, uh, Pop Filter Social Media. Oh, yeah, they're on there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. We're at your Pop Filter on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, this is a big get for me. I never get to hang out with these guys. Uh, The stars of Movie of the Year. 
Here they are. Guys, we have Ryan, Greg, and Taylor. Uh, what's up, guys? Oh, hello there. Hello there. <laughs> uh, what's going on? So you guys hang out with each other all the time. Is this weird? I just really love hanging out with all of my friends. They're just really the best people out there. Uh, I'm sorry, what was your name again? My name's Greg. Okay. Greg, I'm just so glad we're best friends. I love hanging out with you. Oh, shut up. You guys suck. I'm going to win everything. And I'm sorry, what was your name again? My name's Ryan. I sort of figured that, yeah. Yeah. It's very weird to be talking to you right now. Why? Stop asking me questions. Moonsaw. Uh, Taylor, uh, what do you think about Ryan? Oh, I didn't have oh, one. Yes, Taylor. <laughs> and also not the point scribe. Greg. Ryan Taylor. I'm Taylor. <laughs> What's up? I'm Ryan. <laughs> we always Guys, I'm Ra- really confused right now, and you really <laughs> should explain this to me. What's going on? All right, guys, can you somehow, because you have the best report and we all love it. It's so awesome. Is there any way that you could tell us about how to contact us at Superhero Hour Hour? Report, what is this? The Colbert Report? <laughs> Got him. It's not fucking funny, Ryan. Like, that's fucking stupid. Ryan, God, made me so angry. I can't fucking hate you. Well, I think I should do my job up in here so you can reach us at contact at your pop filter. Uh, you can call us at, uh, we have a robot associate. I think Taylor should tell us about that guy. It's He goes by doctor name Dr. DJ Pop. <laughs> Ryan, you should bring it in for us. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you can call him at a uh, phone number. It's 1562-DJ-POP. Wow, that was so helpful. Thanks so much, Ryan. Ryan, I love your voice. You are a champion. <laughs> Thank you. I practice every day and I'm here. Uh, I love how you're sort of like somebody who has a kazoo in their throat from smoking, but not totally. That's wonderful. Uh, Taylor, can you come back, please? Everybody else, get off the fucking stage. Jesus Christ. Hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) This is new Taylor. Oh, new Taylor. Taylor (laughs) 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, the old old Taylor's gone. He can't go to the phone right now. He's dead. He's dead. Okay, uh, can we get like better guests for next week? That was rough stuff. Well, listen, well, you sprung this on me last minute, so like, what? What am I gonna do? Wait, hey. <laughs> do you know what we're doing next week? New York, Boston, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, all right. So here's what's gonna happen next week. We got Kobe Smolder's second comic book role. This shit from How I Met Your Mother. Crazy. Also, Return of Doctor Light and the Fear of the Walking Dead. People are looking for a new home. Hey, oh, that's so crazy. What are you going to do? Forget about it. Oh. I guess I'm going to forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So, but don't forget about watching the Lizard or so. It's a good show. All right, four. Right, I'm Taylor. Taylor, I'm Cassie. Cassie, I'm Kate. Kate, and I'm Greg, who's not here for some reason, and Mike, who's that? All right, where the world go by. <laughs> <laughs>